stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to talk about the Zach's Rank. How does it work? Why is my Zach's Rank number one strong buy stock selling off in 2022? It's a strong buy. It's not supposed to do that, right? That's what a lot of people think because I've been getting asked this question a lot on Twitter here in 2022 as basically almost everything in the market is selling off except for maybe energy, but almost everything else is very weak. Um, We have had a little bit of a rebound now, so maybe the worst is over, but I thought I would do a refresher podcast on the Zach's rank because I do get a lot of questions about it and people Um, are confused with how it works and why their stock might be going down when it's a strong buy, which is our top ranking. So um, I'm going to see if there are any Zach's number ones that have sold off dramatically. I know that there were when we were at the worst of the sell-off, but the Zach's rank does change daily. So those stocks with the number ones might not be number ones anymore, and they might still be selling off as number fours or fives, which are our sells and strong sells. So for instance, Netflix is one of those that the rank has fallen once they reported earnings, and it's now a number five strong sell. But I'll have more about Netflix in a moment. Let's talk about the Zach's rank and what it actually is, because I think people are confused. You see our uh, updates on the rank on, you know, stock twits or on Yahoo Finance. You see an article saying that some stock that you follow or you might own has been upgraded or downgraded by Zach's, you know, possibly to that strong buy or buy or to the strong sell or the sell ranks. But the Zacks rank was actually created a long time ago in 1978 by Len Zacks. And he's the founder of Zacks Investment Research, which is where I work and who is bringing you this podcast. So Zacks Investment Research processes analyst estimates. We have roughly 3,000 analysts that send their data to us from 150 brokerage firms. And this Coverage includes over 4,400 companies. So whomever the the analysts are following and covering in their uh, research universe, that's what the Zach's rank covers, and that's where you see our focus. So the rank is determined by the revisions in these analyst estimates. So that's the Zach's consensus estimate for the year and the rank is determined from changes that go on with that. So that's it, that's the Zach's rank. It's not about fundamentals. We don't have analysts sitting there determining who the strong buy is, who the strong sell is. So we're not the brokerage analysts, right? We take their data, their earnings estimates and their revisions to that. And then the Zach's rank model, throws it all together and figures it out. So the rank doesn't know if the CEO just recently quit. It doesn't know if a company is having supply chain issues. It doesn't know if uh, the underlying commodity in their industry has suddenly plunged down, unless the analysts know and are making changes to those earnings estimates. 
So it is, as I've always said, computer generated. And if the analysts are bullish on a company, then the rank will be too. So let's look at a couple of examples. Let's look at Apple, ticker AAPL. That's an easy one, right? As of uh, February 1st, 2022, they have already reported their earnings. So around earnings time is when many analysts will revise their earnings estimates, right? That makes sense. Company reports, they have new guidance, then the analysts will uh, cut or raise or maybe do nothing um, in terms of what the company themselves is saying and what their guidance is. So Apple's already reported and I took a look and it is a Zach's rank number one strong buy. So it is a strong buy stock. And so without even looking, I figured if it's got the number one and they just reported, it must be because those analysts are raising earnings estimates for the year. And sure enough, eight estimates were revised higher in the last week since the earnings report for fiscal 2022. No one revised lower. So we have eight estimates higher, they're all in agreement, and the model likes all of that. That's really bullish, right? Nobody is pessimistic, nobody's cutting, and so they're all raising. So when you get that kind of bullishness, you get the Zach's rank of strong buy. Now on Apple, the fiscal 2022 consensus has gone to 603 from 581 in the last week. That's also a bullish indicator. The higher that the consensus goes and they're all in agreement on, the more bullish the stock is. So um, that is what we look for as investors. We want higher earnings and we want the analysts to be revising them higher, right? Something good is going on there that they're all in agreement and they're all raising. So as investors, that's why we are all attracted to the Zach's rank strong buys. Now out of that universe of over 4,400 companies, there's only usually about 210 to maybe 225 companies that will be a Zach's rank strong buy at any given time. And as I said, the Zach's rank can change daily because especially right now during earnings season, we're getting all of these analyst estimate revisions pouring in on all these companies. Hundreds, thousands of companies will report earnings over the next several weeks. And so all this new data will be coming in and the Zach's rank will be um, churning. <laughs> the, the algorithm will be figuring out who should get the top rank all throughout earnings season. So even though Apple right now is the number one, it is a short-term recommendation of just one to three months because it can change as those earnings estimates get a little bit older, other new companies uh, you know, get um, analysts upgrades on their estimates. And so then you know, Apple may or may not, but may fall back down to a number two buy um, if it's been the number one for a while. But that's in the future. For right now, it's still a number one after those strong earnings and revisions up on its fiscal year there. So conversely, let's look at Netflix, which I mentioned earlier in the show is a Zach's number five strong sell. They also just reported earnings. And so for them, it's gone the other way 
14 estimates were lowered for 2022 in the last 30 days. Three were lowered in the last week. So some of those 14 were just after the earnings report, most likely, but three more trickling in in just the last week. None have been raised in the last 30 days. And the 2022 uh, Zach's consensus estimate has dropped to 1147 from 1331 in that month time. So before the earnings, analysts kind of bullish at 1331. Now, not so much at 1147. So Netflix made just 1124 last year. So that's just earnings growth of 2% now expected for 2022. And so now you can see it's a pretty clear example of why Netflix is a strong sell in the short term, the one to five, uh, one to three month time period. And you can see why Apple is the strong buy in the short term in the one to three month time period, because those estimates are all being raised. Netflix, all the estimates are being cut. It doesn't look at any other fundamentals like I keep saying. So if you're like, want to write me and say, but Tracy, Netflix has, you know, gaining all these subscribers in uh, South America, or they've launched some new show in India that's going to bring in a lot of business. That may be, but the analysts will deal with that as it happens. And maybe they'll be raising the estimates going forward. But for now, all we know is the analysts are cutting. They're all in agreement. And it's pretty significant cuts too to 2022. And on Apple, they are raising and pushing up that sex consensus over there. So I want to do a screen to find out if there are any number one stocks that are near their 52-week lows. That's how I determine the sell-off part of the screen. So might as well look near 52-week lows because I know a lot of stocks are close to that. And whether or not they have the number one rank, because that would be kind of a strange combination, right? That somehow maybe those earnings estimates are rising, but the stock is sold off. That could be some deals in there, right? That's what I'm thinking. So um, I ran that screen with just those two parameters. So screen for within 10% of the 52-week lows and Zach's rank number one strong buys. And I got 12 stocks. So that was kind of interesting to me. So 12 stocks out of about um, 219, I think it was, in the screen this week. 219, 12 are within 10% of the 52-week lows. So I kind of just looked at randomly at a couple of them. A few I knew, some I was not familiar with. So that's always interesting as well. And that is one thing that I find really intriguing about the Zach's rank. You can, because it covers a lot of smaller cap companies, find some hidden gems in there that maybe you've never even heard of. So I've been doing this job with the Zach's Rank for, um, let's see now, this is my 14th year of using the Zach's Rank to screen for stocks. And so I thought kind of I knew most of the companies out there, right? I've screened a lot of screens. (laughs) I've seen a lot of small caps. But on the screen, there were companies I had not heard of. I had no idea what they do. So that's always interesting. And that's why I like the Zach's rank, because it can unveil some companies that kind of get lost in the shuffle unless, you know, you can screen for them some way. Because without using the rank, I, I wouldn't have found these just using normal screening parameters, most likely. So 
Um, keep that in mind if you're intrigued about the Zacks rank. I know some of you like these kinds of system-based trading, you know, a trading system. And so that's kind of what the Zacks rank can provide for you, or at least it's a good screening tool in a system to get, uh, try to get the wheat from the chafe or shaft or whatever they say that phrase is. Um, and so that's what we did with the screen. So we got 12 stocks. And so I'm going to go over five of them and we're going to see kind of why are they down? What's happening with those estimates? Because that's all we can really tell from the Zacks rank. So the first one I pulled out is BlackBerry, ticker BB. We all know them. So they're down 11.6% year to date. They have bounced off their lows because we're getting a little bit of a pullback if you're listening to this in early February 2022. The shares were down 18% year to date, but a little bit of a bounce. There's only one estimate that is higher in the last 60 days. So this is something else with the Zacks rank. We're not always going to get a lot of analyst coverage on a stock like we would with Apple or Netflix. Having 14 estimates cut on a company is a lot and it takes like a mega cap like netflix to get 14 analysts all cutting or even apple which is a mega company getting eight raising that's a lot um but usually you'll get one or two you know maybe up to five or six that's that would be pretty good number blackberry only had the one estimate here that's higher in the last 60 days but we're still getting that number one rank the Zacks consensus has gone um, to a loss of 13 cents from a loss of 20 cents in the last 60 days. So it is moving in the right direction. But other than that, this, this uh, detailed estimates doesn't really tell us that much about what's going on at BlackBerry, which is why I always give the warning. This is just looking at the analyst estimates here. It's not looking at fundamentals of BlackBerry, so I don't know anything else that's going on behind the scenes with the business. That's up to you to do some due diligence and dig down more to figure out why are the estimates moving a little bit higher here? Is something good going on? And then watch on an earnings report with BlackBerry. So BlackBerry ticker BB. The second stock is one I'm very familiar with, Helen of Troy, but many of you might not know it. It's ticker H-E-L-E, -E, Helen of Troy. And this one gets the Zach's number one rank because three estimates are up in the last 30 days. So that's for fiscal 2022. Two are also higher for fiscal 2023. So this fiscal year, earnings have moved up to 11.72 from 11.30. So analysts getting more bullish there that they uh, were being a little too conservative but these shares are down 15% year to date. So that's the disconnect, right? We've seen this with a number of companies is that the analysts are remaining bullish, but the market is saying, no, we think that story's over. So they've pushed these shares down, still a little pricey on the PE. So not really on sale yet, it's trading at 17.8 times. So I'm kind of waiting to see on Helen of Troy if it'll go lower. Now, what is it they do? Why do I know it? Maybe some of you don't. So they're in housewares, health and home and beauty, but they have some really big brands. So they own Drybar, which does uh, blowouts, hair products. They have a hair dryer, um, you know, 
uh, flat irons, things like that. Hot tools, also in the hair products category. Um, the, they're both sold at places like Ulta. Uh, they also have OXO, O-X-O, OXO, OXO, I call it OXO. But these are like the home goods. So if you need that um, orange juicer or you need a uh, avocado opener, you know, peeler thing uh, where you can cut open the avocado, the OXO always has the super good little kitchen items, the gadgets, the measuring cups, things like that. They also have hydro flask, which has been a big seller for them. You know, the water bottles, the hydro flasks. They own Vicks, they own Pure, they own Honeywell. So they're kind of in these at-home personal uh, wellness beauty areas, all of which have done really well during the pandemic. So, but the street's saying, eh, we're over that. And the shares are down 15%, but still got that number one rank because those estimates are higher. So that's Helen of Troy, H-E-L-E. Then I took a look at Netgear. I've heard of this name, but I don't follow them. I didn't know what they are, ticker NTGR. So their website says they're network solutions. They make Wi-Fi routers, cable modems, mobile wireless. So one estimate is higher in the last week. So this is how they're getting the number one rank. It's pushed up the 2021 uh, earnings consensus to 229 from 227. But estimates really expected to fall pretty considerably for 2022 down to $1.78 from 229 this year. So they haven't reported yet, going to report on February 2nd. So I'm recording this on February 1st. So about to report. So we'll see what they say. So this is another thing to remember about the Zach's rank. They're a number one going into this earnings report, but they might not be coming out. So uh, that's why it's a short-term recommendation and it will change when those analyst estimates change. So we'll see if they meet or beat on this uh, quarterly earnings and what kind of guidance, if any, they give for 2022. That's all gonna affect Netgear, but over the last year, these shares are down 33% and year to date still down 5.3%. So that's where the weakness comes in that our screen picked up on. PE is 14.8, so pretty cheap there, but um, a little bit of a value trappiness there into 2022, which is maybe why the shares are down, even though it's a strong buy here. So that's Netgear NTGR. Then we're gonna switch over to Duck Creek Technologies. This is another one I had never heard of, Duck Creek Technologies, ticker DCT. So Duck Creek Technologies, that makes sense, right? DCT. Uh, they are a provider of core system solutions to the property and casualty and general insurance industry. So yes, they are providing services to insurers. Might sound kind of boring, but their estimates don't look it. So five are higher. Uh, for fiscal 2022 in the last 30 days, none have been lowered. They're now expected to make nine cents this fiscal year up from six. So that's all good. That's why we're getting the Zacks number one. They already reported earlier in the month of January. So that's why we got all the analysts raising there. They, um, oh, they also make Duck Creek On Demand. That's their major product. It's enterprise software as a surface sol service solution. 
just FYI. Uh, over the last year, however, the street's not liking it. Shares are down 47%. And year-to-date, down 13.4%. Now, they only went to uh, the public markets in August of 2020. So relatively new uh, company, publicly traded company. That's also usually not good, which is why the shares are down big, down 47% over the last year. Uh, but this is one, the PE is pretty high because they're only expected to make that nine cents, but they do have earnings and the estimates are moving higher. So this is one that gets the strong buy even though these shares have sunk down. So I might want to keep this on my list. Duck Creek Technologies, DCT. And then we're going to wrap it up with our fifth stock. This is also one I'd never heard of before, but I know some of you are probably familiar with it, uh, but it doesn't get any publicity, even though they're crushing it. And it's called Solo Brands, ticker DTC. So <laughs> Duck Creek was DCT. Solo Brands, I'm sorry for the confusion, is DTC. Yes, <laughs> crazy. Um, but Solo Brands doesn't tell us much, right? I was like, what is Solo Brands? That, that seems weird. Uh, but they are a next generation digitally connected commerce company. So they don't have any brick and mortar. I don't believe, that. I'm sure that's what that means. And they sell online and they have four key brands. Their biggest brand is Solo Stove. I had to look it up. Of course, it's the fire pits and outdoor fire, outdoor stuff. So that has been their biggest performer and it's crushing it. Then they own Chubbies, which are swim trunks. They own Oru Kayak and they own Isle, which is stand-up paddle boards. So you can kind of see that they are an outdoor goods company. Um, they did in early January raise their full year revenue guidance ahead of that JP Morgan retail conference. So that's how and why the earnings estimates are now moving higher because the revenue knocked it out of the park was much higher than their original guide for the fourth quarter. So that holiday quarter was super hot. And for the year, Solo Stove brand was up 170% organic growth for the year to $361 million. The other brands had organic growth up 60%. So nothing to squash at there um, with all of these outdoor brands still performing well. Even two years into the pandemic, our need to be outdoors and uh, wanna just be doing activities outdoors is not slowing, but Apparently, since they're trading near their lows, someone thinks that it is. So year to date, these shares are down still 23%. And over the last year, down 31%. They only went public in October, I have of 2021. No, I think it's 2020, maybe. Um, it was a while ago. No, maybe it was 2021. Let me look now um, because that would make sense that they're near their lows. They just went to the, oh yeah, it is 2021. So they've only had one earnings report so far. They did have a big miss, but we now know that they their guidance was off and um, that they are going to beat that guidance by a lot. So the analysts, five are higher for 2021 in the last 30 days. 
They pushed the 2021 consensus up to 98 cents from 88 cents. 2022 also has five higher in the last 30 days. That's uh, going back to their, you know, raising of the guidance at the conference, JP Morgan Retail Conference. So five are higher there, pushing that up to 104 versus 93 cents um, in the last 30 days as well. So analysts getting kind of bullish on solo brands, even though the street thinks, oh, all the outdoor goods and all of that is over. The consumer strength cannot continue. And so we're going to start to sell it off here. Also being a new, uh, you know, publicly traded company at a time when the stock market is selling off, it's never easy or fun, but sometimes you can get some deals when this happens because obviously it's, you know, trading well below where it launched publicly in October. Let me look. Um, so it was up over $18 when it started trading and went as high as $21 and it's down around $11 right now. So quite a dramatic turnaround from the highs and PE now is just 10.7. So if you're one of those who likes to buy some newly public companies, when you know there's a sell-off in them or some otherwise you know kind of panic sell-off then this might be one to keep on your list as well that's solo brands ticker dtc so as i said there are some intriguing zax number ones that have sold off here for various reasons but as i also said you have to do further due diligence on these companies because I did go in and look to see, hey, what's happening with solo brands? What what are what are their brands and what uh, you know, how good are they doing here in this uh, strong economy and with the consumer spending still so strong? And so that's how I found out about this great growth for solo stove brand and their other brands, too, but definitely solo stove. So you have to dig in a little bit deeper than just what the rank gives you. Um, and remember that it does change. Solar brands will still report earnings in a couple more weeks here still. And so we will get further changes then because they will have even more information on how their business is performing. And also keep in mind, solar brands, surprisingly, for a small cap retailer does have all these uh, analysts covering it, at least, you know, maybe half a dozen covering it, but many small cap companies will not have that. And some will only have just one estimate. Uh, obviously they will not have zero estimates to not have Zach's uh, rank, but there's many that will have just one or two. So those ranks are not quite as accurate about what is going on, right? Because if I just have one analyst covering it, whatever he or she says goes. So they could be completely off on and be bullish and yeah, this company is going to do this, but it doesn't happen because it's just them out there uh, figuring it out. So I do like to see companies with a couple analysts covering it because it gives us a little bit better information. If they're all in agreement and they're all raising at the same time, that's a powerful indicator. It is pretty powerful on Apple here that they are all raising and it is also sends a negative message about Netflix 
here in the near term, in the short term, that they are all in agreement that it's not looking as good in 2022 for Netflix as they originally thought. So that's just a little tutorial on how the Zacks rank works. It is an interesting system. It does have its quirks. I've done episodes in the past about its uh, interesting, weird little quirkiness. So no system is 100% and none are going to, you know, pick winners every time because it is dependent on the outside analysts and what they are doing with their earnings estimates. Now, also remember the analysts are usually reluctant to get it wrong. They don't like to be wrong. So they tend to be late to the game in terms of cutting estimates when a story changes in an industry or sector or raising estimates when a story changes in an industry or sector. So you may have, this is especially true in commodities-based industries, uh, you may have rising fertilizer prices, for instance, and the analysts kind of get a little bit behind the ball on the rising of the fertilizer prices, or they think this is not going to be sustainable. So they keep their estimates you know, lower than maybe what they ultimately should be. And then you have these uh, you know, dramatic raises where the analysts were just kind of behind the ball and then the rank will rise. So keep these little quirks in mind. I should probably do another podcast on the quirks actually, because there are quite a few. But for now, this is an interesting look at why some Zacks rank number ones are trading near their lows. It does happen and you can screen for it and you might get some interesting choices as I did on this podcast. So let me recap the tickers again. We had Apple, AAPL, Netflix, obviously NFLX. We had BlackBerry, ticker BB, Helen of Troy, H-E-L-E, Netgear, NTGR. We had Duck Creek Technologies, DCT. And then we had Solo Brands, DTC. So D is in dog, T is in Tom, C is solo brands. A little bit of a flip there from Duck Creek Technologies. So um, sorry about that. I should have split them up and not had them side by side. But those are the tickers for this week. And as always, you can get all of our Zach's Market Edge podcasts on SoundCloud. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're anywhere you can get podcasts these days, but be sure to get us. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.